Hello and welcome to the Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I'm your host, Macy Renee, and we are going on a journey together, my friend. If you've been looking for a podcast geared towards your growth, self-awareness, navigating your brain's daily mind drama, and deep inner work to become your highest and best self, you are in the perfect place. Let's get started. Hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I'm Macy Renee. I am a self-mastery life coach and I am so excited to have you here listening today, whether you are brand new, welcome, or a returning listener. So happy Monday. Today we are going to talk about asking yourself powerful questions. I love this topic. And before I dive into that, I want to quickly say that I have been MIA from my social media other than Facebook. I'm still doing my 365 days of Facebook live, but I've been kind of uh, MIA because I've been working on a brand new one-on-one coaching program. I have never designed a program that wasn't group, but I wanted to design a one-on-one coaching program to really get to know my clients individually the way that I would in a group program, but even more intense. That is not what I'm going to keep talking to you about here. If you want to learn more about that, stay tuned after I stop talking about today's topic and I'll give you a little more detail. Okay, you guys, so let's talk about asking yourself powerful questions. What this means is that you get really curious in your own life when things are happening around you in your external environment or when someone says something to you that instead of immediately getting defensive or lashing out or having a response or reaction that instead you make this mental note in your brain to turn on your curious switch and ask yourself some powerful questions. And one of my favorite self-reflection questions to ask in any given moment is, what am I making this mean? That is a powerful question. Okay, this was used a lot early on in my coaching days by my coach and It was something that helped me process a lot of what I was going through in my life. What are you making this mean is what she used to say all the time. What are you making that mean? Or what are you making this mean? And so now I ask myself this question and I also ask my clients this question, what are you making it mean? Now, to go into some detail about this, and I know that you've heard me say some different examples about this in the past, but to give you kind of some background, right? Nobody can make us feel any type of way without our permission. I know that that can be a tough pill to swallow, but it is true. Nobody can make you feel anything without your permission. So I can't remember if it was on a podcast or a free training that I was doing or if it was just in response to this person on Facebook. I'm in a lot of Facebook groups. And I remember this guy had asked the question of something along the lines of, should I feel offended? This person said this, this, and this about me. And I think it's really rude. And 
I feel offended. Now, I probably am not the most rosy person when it comes to things like this because while I can sympathize and empathize that people's words do hurt us, what I have learned through coaching that really rescued me and saved me a lot of self-suffering and agony was learning that nobody can make me feel any type of way without my permission, meaning that when I make their words mean something about me, it is going to feel bad because I take on what they say and I choose to own what they say. So if you don't want to feel bad about what someone else is saying or doing, you have to be in the mind frame or the mindset of not owning it as your own. And that's why asking yourself the powerful question, what am I making this mean, is so incredibly important. So for example, the response that I had with this guy who said he was offended by whatever his friend or person that was involved in his life said to him, he said he was offended. I gave him the example of how what we make things mean impacts what happens next. So Let's say someone says to you, and you've heard me say this a million times, but I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Like, So let's say someone comes up to you and they're like, dang, it looks like you've gained a few pounds in your stomach area. Mm, yikes. Okay, that could feel very offensive to you, and rightfully so, because people who do that, right, we can call them all the names. We can be like, they're rude, they're very inconsiderate they hurt my feelings but let's say that that exact same person comes up to you and they're like you have the ugliest furry orange stomach well if they come up to you and they say that you've gained a few pounds in your stomach area you might feel offended but if they come up to you and say you have the ugliest orange furry stomach you are probably going to wonder if they're okay and what they've been smoking because it makes no freaking sense. And the only difference between the two is that one, you had a thought about something with yourself, right? If you feel offended by them saying you've gained some weight in your stomach area, you had a thought about what it means to have extra weight in your stomach area. But if they say that you have an orange furry stomach and you don't believe any piece of that to be true, it's not going to offend you because you don't have belief around it. You're not making it mean anything. But if they say you've gained a few pounds in your stomach area and you make it mean that you look fat or that you look unattractive or that you look different than you did before or that you look worse then of course the feeling is going to come after that because our feelings are created from our thoughts, okay? So when I ask you the question, what are you making it mean? What I am trying to do is redirect you to what meaning you had around what someone said or did. A lot of times we think and we blame that person that came up to us and said the comment in the first place. But what we forget to do is take responsibility to know that what they said was neutral until our brain, you can blame it on your brain, right? Not you as a person, but your brain made it mean something. So if someone comes up to me and says, Macy, you know, it looks like you've gained a few pounds in your stomach area, which they would be right because thank you, COVID, I have. (laughs) 
But if I feel offended by someone saying that to me, whether it's a close friend, a family member, or a stranger, what I have to do in that moment, if it hits me and it triggers me and it makes me want to hate them and punch them and tell them everything that's on my mind about them, you know, if I get to that space, what I, when I'm turning on my switch, my curiosity switch in my brain to say, what am I making this mean? I get a lot of insight and information as to beliefs around myself. So if I feel offended by someone saying it looks like you've gained a few pounds in your stomach area, I know that subconsciously I have underlying beliefs around my weight, about not feeling comfortable in my body, about not loving the way that I'm looking right now or the way that I'm feeling right now, about being maybe heavier than I desire to be. And the person themselves didn't actually jump into my body and make me feel that way. My brain with its thoughts made me feel that way. It made me feel self-conscious. It made me feel offended because I made it mean something personal about myself. I made it mean that maybe I'm not looking good enough or I'm not feeling good enough or I'm, you know, I'm gaining weight and now I'm I'm making it mean that they think I'm less attractive or, you know, I'm making it mean that they're offensive and they're rude. And when your brain starts to get on this hamster wheel, of what it's making things mean, then you get into that spiral of where you're blaming other people for how how they're making you feel. You are getting down on yourself, right? And then self-sabotaging because of it. Like it just becomes this cycle that is very hard to break. And in the moment that things are happening, no matter what's happening, If you can remember that there's almost like an invisible little switch where you're like, let me get curious about the reason that I'm triggered in this moment and ask myself a powerful question of what I'm making this situation mean. There's a lot of insight and clarity there because if that same person came up to me and said, you have a really ugly orange furry stomach, it literally means zero to me. Like the only thing I'm making it mean is that maybe they are high on something or not fully with it because I don't resonate or have any identity around an orange furry stomach. I don't have an orange furry stomach. It does not offend me whatsoever for someone to say that to me. And there's no difference there. There's the words orange furry stomach or gained weight in stomach. Those two things are, those two Phrases are words that have no meaning except what we make them mean. So if you have meaning around gaining weight and you have negative thoughts around it and negative connotations with it and negative experiences with it and past traumas from it, then you may make it mean something bad about yourself where you start feeling down on yourself or you may make it mean something about them as a person for saying it And if you don't have enough self-awareness to pull yourself out of the hamster wheel, that's where we get stuck and that's where we create more separation from ourselves, less self-awareness, right? We're walking around mad at the world, 
feeling like our external circumstances are ruining our life or dictating everything in our life and it's where we lose our power without even realizing it. So we we have to get curious with ourselves. You know, as a coach, my number one job is to be curious with my clients, to ask them a lot of questions. And it's not to be nosy. It's literally to get them thinking about things that maybe they're not currently thinking about so that they can find their answers within themselves. You know, if a client is like, my mom is the rudest person in the world. We have a horrible relationship. I can't stand her. She does this, this, and this, and this to me, and I hate it. I might ask the annoying coach question of, well, what are you making it mean about yourself, about her? And a lot of times, whenever they respond to that, after taking a few seconds to think about it, they're like, I'm making it mean that she thinks that I'm not smart enough or I'm not good enough or that my brother is better than me or that my sister is smarter than me. And those things that you uncover by being curious are the root sources of what's driving your relationships your interactions, your beliefs, your thoughts, your feelings, your energy, everything. Your thoughts on a daily basis are creating everything about your life. That's why you want to get very curious and ask yourself a lot of questions. It comes down even to money. So let's say you're hanging out with someone who has a lot of money. And you're nowhere in that ballpark. You don't make anywhere near the amount of money that they're making. And you start to feel a little bit small or insignificant, right? You're making it mean something about the money that they have versus the money you have. You're creating meaning around it. Instead of focusing on the quality time that you could be having with this person, this friendship, the you know exchange of energy that you love this person and they love you, if you have these underlying subconscious thoughts about I'm not good enough because I don't make this amount of money or you know they have so much money and, and they can do things that I can't, like all of these meanings that you have around what's happening outside of you creates what is happening inside of you. And so it's important to get very curious with yourself and always ask yourself the question, what am I making this mean about me, about the situation, about this person, about this circumstance? You know, if someone doesn't invite you to a party or doesn't invite your kid to their child's birthday party, What are you making it mean? Maybe you make it mean they don't like my kid or they have a problem with me. So now they're taking it out on my children. And, you know, we can get on a hamster wheel of self-sabotage with our own mind. Like our mind can take it from zero to 160 really quick. Speed up like you're on a racetrack. I mean, real real quick and the crazy thing is is it may not mean anything about that at all same thing like let's say you have a friend they're they're not your bestie but they're a good friend and they're having a wedding and they're like yeah we're you know we're so excited about the wedding and you never get an invite well maybe in your brain your brain starts going crazy with thoughts and you start making 
it mean? Like if you don't get invited, you start making that mean that they don't like you enough or that you're not a good friend to them or, you know, that that they've been fake to you this whole time because they've been nice to your face but they didn't invite you to the wedding. Like you could make it mean all of those things and you could create your own self-sabotage and own self-suffering because of it. When really, from their perspective, it could be they're having a beach wedding and only 25 people are allowed. And those 25 people are their family and maybe one best friend from childhood. But you're over here at home making it mean all of these things on the internet, looking at all the pictures and having all these negative thoughts about them about, I guess our friendship wasn't real. I guess that this is not, you know, like real friendship. I guess they didn't want us at their wedding. I guess they thought this, you know... (laughs) It sounds silly, but I seriously hear people talk about this a lot. Not so much my clients, as much as like family members where they get offended by something and they go on a rant about something. And I'm like, how do you know that for sure? And they're like, oh, I just know their character. I just know how they are. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're making it mean all of these things. And if you go talk to that other person, that's not even where their mind is. Like their mind is not even there. But if I go talk to this family member, they'll swear that they're right. And again, that's because what? Our brain fights to be right. Our ego does not like us to be wrong. So when you feel like you've been done dirty or you feel like someone's out to get you or you feel offended by something that someone says, your brain wants you to be right. So it's going to justify everything you're thinking and everything you're feeling. And the last thing your brain is going to want to do is get curious and ask yourself some powerful questions like, what am I making this mean? Because after you ask yourself, what am I making this mean? And you get clarity on where your mind is at, then you can kind of talk yourself down to then step into what this other person may be thinking or why they might have done that or why they may have said that or whatever it is. Or you may not even care to understand because if you at least understand why you felt what you felt, you take your power back. Because a lot of times what we do is we blame the other person for making us feel a certain way and then we need them to change to feel better. And we don't even get curious as as to why something hurt our feelings or why we were triggered by something or, you know, where where we could do more work, why we're even suffering to begin with. Like we don't we don't ask ourselves those questions unless we have a lot of self-awareness. And that's why I bring you this podcast, because I want to help you increase your self-awareness. That's why I have Becoming Her because that program centers around your self-awareness, your mindset, your energy, your emotional intelligence, okay? So I want you to be able to understand yourself. So that is today's episode. Get curious, ask yourself powerful questions, one of them being, what am I making this mean? And then any others that you come up with, like how is that making me feel? Why did I respond that way? Why did I act that way? Why do I want to punch her in the throat after she said that? Like, what is going on with me? Sometimes if we just take that moment to like really sit with ourselves, it's kind of like, you know, when you get an email from your boss and you get really ticked off and if you answer in that moment, you're going to say things you regret and possibly even get fired because your emotions are so high that your intelligence is low. 
versus mulling it over for like three or four hours, going for a little walk, having a little snack, coming back to the computer later, like having time to process and then thinking, oh, thank God I didn't answer three hours ago when I was livid because I'd probably be getting called into the office right now and this is not even a big deal and I can handle it so much better because I've taken the time to like chill and calm down and see where my mind is at. This is kind of that. That's pretty much the same thing, but you're doing it in daily interactions, daily situations, anytime that you're triggered so that you get to know yourself at a deeper level. Just get curious. Get very curious with yourself. Okay? So you guys, if if you got what you needed, you can hop off of here, but I want to talk to you guys about a new program that I am getting ready to roll out. Pre-launch is happening soon with pre-launch pricing. After that, the price goes up and that is the price that it will be at. So I wanted to go ahead and let you know of this. My email list is also going to learn about this program today. Okay, you guys, I'm really, really, really excited because I... Anytime I've created a an official program, it's always been a group program. And this program is a one-on-one coaching program. So instead of coming in and rolling and meeting other women um, and having group calls, this is going to be one-on-one Zoom calls with me for 30 minutes every week for 10 weeks. And it centers around energy, your understanding of your own energy and your blockages. Now, I, if anybody doesn't know, I'm a Reiki master level, Reiki master teacher. Actually, I don't really teach other people with, with that certification, but I am the highest level of Reiki that you can be. And Reiki is energy healing. What it ultimately comes down to is that when we have a lot of life experiences, traumas, things that we've, you know, battled in our life, our energy centers can be blocked. So think of like when you have experienced divorce, if you, if someone has had an affair and you are hurting because of that, if you lost a family member, a friend, you know, death, grieving, um, you, uh, can't get pregnant, you've miscarried, you've, think of it, you've had a boyfriend break up with you, a girlfriend break up with you, you're struggling because you don't know exactly who you are or what you want, maybe you're in a marriage you're unhappy with and you don't know how to get out of it, you know, whatever life circumstances have been thrown your way, they impact you. Because again, our thoughts about something, whether conscious or subconscious, creates our emotion. And emotion is energy in motion. Our bodies are energy. We are made up of energy. And ideally, we have we have seven chakras, all of which should be healthy, open, and flowing. That's when we stay healthy. However, when we have said life events that I just mentioned, we internalize it a lot of times and we buffer and we numb ourselves out and we decide to distract ourselves rather than facing the problem and the issue with that is that it starts to impact our energy okay so I want you to think of when someone gets really depressed or anxious even if they're smiling and they're telling you they're fine energetically you can feel that they're lying same things with your kids your kids can come home from school and they could be like I'm fine And you know with your mama or daddy instinct that that is not true, that something feels off. You just know. And the reason you have that wisdom to just know is because of energy, 
okay? That wisdom is coming from the energy you're feeling someone give off. Same thing as if you, you know, you're set to go to someone's house and they're having like a small little get together to watch the football game or, you know, whatever it is. And maybe they have, like, the couple that's hosting it has just had a huge argument before the guests arrive. And you're the, the first guest to arrive. They, you know, one of them greets you at the door and is like, hey, and they're smiling. But when you walk into the house, you can feel the tension. You could cut it with a knife. Things feel weird, even if the husband's like, hey, or whatever, you know, whatever. You're like, something feels really weird. And then you pull your girlfriend aside and you're like, is everything okay? Things just seem a little tense. And they might be like, oh no, we're fine. We're excited to party. And you're like, yeah, okay. You know, that's energy. The reason that you get that little intuitive wisdom is because of energy. So we are giving off energy all the time. You may say that you're happy and stuff. You may be trying to sell something on Facebook. You're in a relationship marketing. You're in coaching. You're trying to sell it. It's not selling because something has gone awry in your energy. It's like your words don't match your energy. So all of this to say is that our energetic centers, our chakras become blocked or they start to slow down. And when they're blocked for a prolonged period of time, it starts to impact our physical Health. I've seen it over and over and over again as a Reiki practitioner. We get blocked in certain areas and then when that blockage is persistent and we're not working on it and we're not bringing healing and awareness to it, we could start having physical symptoms because all of our chakras are associated with different organs in our body, different meanings, different um, subconscious experiences and thoughts. So I wanted to create a program that really helped people get to the deepest level possible and that is at the energetic level okay all the way down to the way that your cells and particles vibrate and send a frequency out into the world and I created this program that is for the first time a one-on-one coaching experience where every single week, instead of it being a group of women, it's going to be you and I working through this process together to get to the root of why you are where you are, why your energy is where it is, what blockages you have. So the very first week starts off with a Zoom one-on-one call where I evaluate your energy centers and you will know exactly what energy centers are blocked. And I have never, ever in, let's see, how long have I been practicing Reiki? Since 2013, I have never had someone with a blockage that didn't make sense to them. Immediately, they know exactly why. So, and and sometimes they'll even have the physical symptoms, like the physical symptoms have started. Acid reflux, stomach issues, um, low back pain, whatever it is. And they're like, that is crazy. And I'm like, yeah, it's your energy because of what you're internalizing that you haven't dealt with. You thought that maybe you have healed it. You thought maybe you have addressed it, but there are layers. So the program is called Depth. It is the first ever program I've created for one-on-one. There is no group interaction. It's going to be you and me 10 weeks together. It's going to go through all of the chakras one by one. There are self-reflection journal prompt questions. You will get a workbook and it is to get to the deep 
roots, the core of why you are where you are today. So if you're curious and you want to know that stuff about yourself, if you want to really understand yourself at a core level, then this is the program for you, okay? So keep an eye out because I'm going to start announcing it on social media on a regular basis. It's going to go out in emails. Um, There's going to be a lot of chat around it. It's going to start in April, but there's going to be pre-sell pricing starting immediately. And then that will be maybe for five or so days, maybe a week. And then after that, the price goes up and that's what it is. So if you don't take advantage of the pre-sell, then you missed it. And I'm sorry. But the thing about one-on-one and the thing about energetic experiences is that it is a very because it's such deep work it is a very strong energetic exchange and I have no apologies on the pre-sale price the limited time that that's going to be available and the price that it will be moving forward in fact it'll probably eventually when it's launched again later on it'll probably be even higher than this first time launch because one-on-one work is very intensive Um, it's why one-on-one coaching prices are higher and energetic work is very intense I think any light workers or spiritual workers know that like there's a part of us that have sometimes this desire to give and give and give and give and do it for pennies because we want everybody to be healed and we want everybody to feel good but eventually there there comes a point where you know when you're working with someone on such such a deep level it's such a deep energetic experience there's such an exchange of energy And when someone's maybe not in a place where they can give it and they're just on the receiving end, that means that it's taking a lot of energy on the practitioner's end. And as a result, it can make us feel, you know, somewhat depleted. And so it's going to be priced accordingly because I know the work that is about to occur in helping the clients who want to deeply deeply understand themselves at the energetic level. It's like the deepest part that we can go and I'm really really excited for it but make sure that you're keeping up with everything so that you don't miss it okay and if you have any questions of course you can reach out to me you won't see it on the website yet you'll have to reach out to me directly because I haven't even set any of that up I'm still working on creating the workbooks for it Um, so it's still very much in progress on my end but it will be available in April to start there will be a start date and for the meantime it's going to be pre-enrollment and then enrollment leading up until the launch in April so I'm really excited please reach out if you have any questions or you're curious about it and I will talk to you guys next week bye Hey girl, did you know there's a place for you to continue this work outside of the podcast? Well, there is, and it's called Becoming Her. This is my online and ongoing coaching container for self-mastery. Everything takes place online and is the best value for your investment if you're wanting to work with me. This is for women that want to create lasting change by learning how to master themselves, their energy, their mindset, and how to do the deep inner work. It's a growing community where you're supported for life. 
with live online trainings, access to all previously recorded content, and two one-on-one coaching calls with me per month. It's an investment where you can rest assured you'll have everything you need at your fingertips and where there's one primary goal, becoming your highest self. If this has been something you're looking for, join us and be a part of the growth. You can find out more information on MacyRenee.com.